Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Oh, Dustin. It's so good to be back. It's been like a month since the last time we talked. Well, actually, we just talked yesterday. But Did we? I don't remember that. Is there a recording of it that we published for everybody else to hear? Because it if was a, not, it was, a, it was what I like I, to call. I a can't confirm that talk. it happened. Was there even like a photo taken of this this conversation? Uh, I thought about snapping a photo of the delicious burger you got me, but no, no photo of us. <laughs> I could take a screenshot of the Apple Cash you sent me that I did not ask for. There you go. There you go. Proof is in the pudding or cheeseburger. <sighs> But yes, it's been it's been far too long. I had so much plans and intentions of recording with you during my travels. Had I literally packed all of my podcast stuff and took it with me. So and a laptop, a microphone, and a USB cable. That's it. I even took this thing. The you arm. took the boom arm. <laughs> I took the boom arm. I was like, I hope I don't go through TSA and they like open up my suitcase and they say, um, sir. And then like elongate it, and they say, "Sir, what what is the purpose of this?" And I just say, um, "That's my Watch boom out, boys. arm." It's excited. That's yeah. Um, can you please fold that back down, um, sir? I don't want you to overly excite my boom arm, <laughs> especially before I get on a flight. Mm, yeah, TSA didn't uh, unpack that though. You you got to get one of those little uh, hand handheld travel mic stand things that are uh, like I know this, this I know. tall, like yay well, tall. For so people have, who are listening, they're going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? They're like um, a foot and a half tall, and you put them on like a desk in front of you. I've got two of them, because when Jen and I first started wedded, I thought we'd use those. And then I got a boom arm, and I was like, nope, we're going to have boom arms. This makes sense. Yeah, Little mic stands on the desk. It's like you're always like leaning over to try to talk into it. But Correct. that's not a it's not a problem if you're like you're just doing it while you travel every once in a while. But if you're, mm-hmm. you know, podcasting consistently, it's... Whoa, like us rough yeah 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 i need this big so, sexy boom arm mm-hmm. so yeah i brought this boom arm i checked into my hotel i set it up on the desk in the hotel room had everything ready to rock and roll and then steve and, fell asleep uh well that that's your interpretation i also fell down a mountain in denver and so then oh. i was like totally out of commission the next day which was the day we were supposed to record okay so, what happened in Denver? Why were you in Denver? I was photograph uh, photographing an engagement session for one of our upcoming weddings. Mm-hmm. And a um, couple was fortunate enough to fly me out there. And I was, I love Denver, love going out to the mountains and anything that's not cornfields. And for those of you who don't realize, cornfields is a reference to the beautiful scenery we have around us here in Indiana. And And soybean fields too. Don't forget about those. They all blend together after a while. Um, So I get out to Denver, shoot the engagement session. It's literally the worst. I I don't want to say the worst weather because I've shot in some pretty bad weather, but it was definitely not ideal for a situation where you're only going to be there for a few hours. Um, It was like scattered showers the whole time I was there. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being like a two hour engagement session, it was like a whole day. Because we'd shoot, then we go like hang out at their apartment until it stopped raining. Then we go shoot, then hang out again until it stopped raining. Were you staying in their apartment again? No, I was at a hotel. 
Remember what I said? Hotel, boom arm, set uh, Okay. Yeah, no. I, I just thought the hotel was when you were in Philly because you told me you were in Philly the other day when you wanted to record with me. So I then flew from Denver to Philly also, as soon as I get to the hotel, set this up. And mm-hmm. then you had a wedding. I didn't realize you had a wedding on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably, even if you had been okay to record Friday night, probably wouldn't have been able to record with you because I would have been like too stressed out and freaking out about the wedding the next day, which gotcha. I was only second shooting at, but you know. So, nice. uh, you know, we should probably, to adhere to the policies of this podcast set forth when we first started out 158 episodes ago, um, we should talk about the what we're drinking tonight. What, what do you got over there, buddy? I am drinking uh, a non-alcoholic beverage. I am actually drinking a uh, peanut butter milkshake. Oh my gosh. What is with you in peanut butter milkshakes? What is with me in peanut butter? I don't know. It runs through my blood, keeps me young, keeps me uh, lively, I guess. I don't know. My wife was asking me uh, tonight how I heal so fast because my leg looks like I was in a motorcycle accident and... Um, today she was like, wow, it's going to probably be good by, you know, next week. She's like, I don't understand. You heal so fast. And I said, it's all the peanut butter I eat. It literally Mm. leaches out of my skin and creates a new skin. I have peanut butter for flesh guys. Crunchy, crunchy for life. Uh, crunchy peanut butter for flesh. Yeah. So what are you drinking over there, Steve? You drinking a peanut butter beer in honor of your best friend? Um, no, no, I don't think my best friend likes peanut butter beers anyway. Yeah, he does. I've talked to him several times. Was that uh, a new Taxman? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm drinking a Taxman Brewing Company. It's the Hop Audit Sultana. Uh, if you listened last week when I was talking with James Kelly, you'll know I, I was drinking a Taxman Luxury Goods, and it was weak as hell and not great. Um, this is fantastic, though. This this has got that flavor you want, that, that good IPA, you know? That flavor, flavor. I yeah, do dude, love Taxman, I'm loving though. that. Yeah, so Dustin, you weren't here. I got a luxury good. It's supposed to be like part chocolate, part raspberry, and it's it was just weak. It didn't taste like either one of those things. Stay away from that one. I you see it, just run away. So, Stephen, while we're on the topic of mm-hmm. beer, yeah, I need to go buy beer for Fourth of July tomorrow. Yeah, uh, for listeners out there that don't know this, because this episode will air after the Fourth of July. Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July is a very big holiday here in the Midwest. We blow mm-hmm. things up and typically spend time in bodies of water that are covered in pee and boat oil. Um, if you're fortunate, this is the first year I've ever been fortunate enough to be invited to a lake for the Fourth of July. First year ever. First year ever. Wow. Yeah. And I have a giant gash in my leg that my doctor told me I can't get in lake water. Yeah, no, I was going to say. So when I was a kid, uh, you you can look right here. Uh, uh, you can't see that. You can see it like this nice gap. But I, I have a scar right here across oh. my finger. When I was a kid in the summertime, I was, I was cutting, uh, whittling the, the bark off of a stick with my, my new pocket knife. And uh, I went towards myself instead of away from myself. The knife slipped, and I cut a pretty big gash in my uh, pointer finger on my left hand. And it was right before the uh, big Van Van Elk family. No, wait, not Van Elk family. 
Brower family reunion that took place every year. And uh, wow. I couldn't uh, couldn't go in the lake. It's it devastating. That was the year I was going to ski for the first time. <sighs> Man, it was it was rough. I skied for the first time the next year when I was um, 10, 11. Yeah. Mm. And guess how many times I've gone skiing since that first time I skied? Never uh, again, because once. my great aunt and uncle who owned that property decided that um, they needed to move. And by decided they needed to move, I mean move to a nursing home because they're just getting elderly. So, Oh, Stephen. Uh, no, it's good, man. It's good. You know, life life happens. We all move Does on. It? So my question was, Stephen, what should go in my cooler for 4th of July? What beers does the great Indiana man, Stephen Van Elk, recommend, not only to me, but to our listeners out there who will hear this after the 4th of July? Well, you for know your, me. For your, a, your 4th of July Indiana cooler Indiana man drinking great Indiana beer, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Um Typically, I would tell heavy. you Nothing too heavy. Typically, I would tell you to stay the hell away from Sun King. Sun King is going to be your jam. Sun really? King is like basically their their cream ale. That's like the uh, the the Budweiser of Indiana. So, you know, get okay. get some of that Sun King cream ale. You can drink that all day long, and you probably won't feel a thing because it's like three percent alcohol or something. But you know, <laughs> don't get drunk, bud. But you know, yeah, that's an easy drinker right there. Well, hey, you know what else is an easy drinker? That crappy taxman I had last week called Luxury Goods. <laughs> You drink that all day long. You won't taste anything. It'll it'll kind of taste like maybe there should have been flavor in it, but somebody just forgot to add the flavor to it. It's like somebody drank a good beer and then peed, and that's what you're drinking. Interesting. Maybe maybe that beer is Taxman's play on uh, their marketing, where they're trying to say it's a luxury beer, but by saying it's a luxury beer, it's actually our worst beer. Mm-hmm. Could be. Who knows? Not me. Oh, Dustin, do we want to get into our topics this week? Topic is up. Dustin, I want to know, and I think the listeners do too, um, you were traveling to shoot photography-related stuff during the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. What was that like? Did you have to wear a mask on the plane? I did. I'm I'm trying to rebrand as a traveling pandemic photographer traveling pandemic destination photographer Mm -hmm. so i'm pandemic certified now um if that's even it's a panda certification yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i wear a panda bear outfit i am panda Mm -hmm. certified um but yeah no it was i don't know it's like it's very for the listeners out there who have traveled during this time it's like unreal because I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, super small rural community. It's still like a fair, you know, top 100 city in the country, but it's it's like 70th on that list. Like we're really small. Um, and so you go to these places like Denver and Philadelphia and it just, you feel like you're walking into like a post-apocalyptic. Um, I, I mean, I haven't even been to Indianapolis until um, last night since all this had happened and everyone's wearing masks you know everything's still closed down there's like signs on the store you know if you don't wear a mask into the store you'll be refused service um which i knew all of this going into it so of course i was prepared with said mask and but it was just it was bananas it was like it just i don't know to me, wearing a mask is yet is not yet the new normal. Like it's still, 
No, in Indiana, it's certainly not. Right. It's and it, so it still brings me unease when I see people, and I guess, and we talked about this on an earlier episode about how much you don't realize seeing someone's face. You you know when you're talking to another human being, you pick up on the way they're expressing themselves based on their facial movements, and when you don't see that and you just see their eyes, it's just a very dehumanizing thing. Can you imagine how dehumanizing it is for people out there who just listen to our voices every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for them, they now have the option to go to YouTube. <laughs> uh, remember when you were talking about how none of your jokes land? <laughs> remember how you were talking about how none of your jokes are landing uh, because the mask is covering your face so people couldn't e- see your shit-eating grin when you were doing them? Yep. Imagine that for every podcast listener out there. <laughs> You're making these things that you think are jokes to me, and then everybody listening is just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, that's oh. true. That's why no one that listens to this, Steve, thinks I'm joking, which is why I get such hateful, hateful mail <laughs> all the time. And people think I'm making light of really serious topics. But oh, man, that's fact, why I'm, that's why you I'm got that being, great mug that said uh, build the wall. <laughs> yep. I get my Trump <laughs> paraphernalia sent to me every now and then from our our fantastic listenership. And if but, listeners out there want to send more daddy Trump swag to Dustin, um where what address can they send that to? What's your P.O. box? It's uh Noblesville, Indiana. Oh, no, that was remarkably close to a number I know. <laughs> I just totally pulled that out of my butt. Like my boom arm. Um, anyways, yeah, no, it was, it was crazy traveling um, because, A, I decided to condense both of my travel trips into the same weekend and because I knew I wasn't really going to do anything. I wasn't going to go out and see things. I wasn't going to go hang out. Um, and go sightseeing because I had no idea what the situation mm-hmm. was going to be like. Well, Plus, so you teed us all up with this mountain trip that you fall down a mountain or something. You never yeah. have gotten around to telling that story. What happened? Well, I was taking pictures in Golden, Colorado, uh, just outside of Denver. A uh, couple was up on top of the mountain. We climbed up. I wore the worst possible shoes you could wear. Wasn't really thinking. Um, no grip, Cole no Hans. tread. Yep. Per, per, Sounds like Cole should, Hans. Should have been Cole Hans. And uh, might as well. Out there in your moon shoes, bouncing in around. In moon shoes, bouncing around, bouncing around the mountaintops like a darn Tigger the Tiger. And um, there's a storm rolling in. The winds got insane. Um, and so we're trying to hustle back down the mountain uh, to the car. And I made it like three-fourths of the way down. And the couple's in front of me. And so I stopped to let them get like all the way down. And that way, if I need to like kind of pass them my camera, because it was at this point like really, really steep. Um, and I trying to like scoot down the mountain the best I can, not very gracefully. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like the loose earth that I was going down just gave out and I just started sliding. And so instead of... You took um, the, the quick way down the mountain. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm ready to be down this mountain. So instead of... I'm done like, with this. Who, turning, who wants to walk anymore? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to surf it down this thing. So instead of like turning and like bracing my fall with my arm, which is what you would normally, like your body 
mechanics want you to do. Mm-hmm. Is, and instead of doing that, I grabbed my camera and I just like bear hugged it with both arms to protect it because I still had another engagement session to do in another city. The you next only brought day. one camera with you. I only brought one camera with me because I'm thinking what in my mind. What were you thinking? If one, ca- if both cameras get broken or stolen, and then I get back to Indiana and I have no cameras, do you only this- own two cameras? Well, two that I like to use. I've got four total bodies. Wow. But, but yeah. Anyway, so bear hug my camera, slid down the mountain on my pretty much on my side, mm-hmm. and so it's essentially like I have a giant rug burn if you will i don't know the doctor said it's like a like as if you got in a motorcycle accident be like like road, road rash burn. road yeah. rash that's what he said and um but add in some stones and gravelly stuff that kind of got embedded in the side of my leg so it goes all the way from like my calf all the way up to my ass because i had shorts on mm, a real calf ass mistake yeah so yeah, and of course you get you like you do it, and the couple's like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm totally good. Like I'm yeah." Don't don't mind me. I'm just limping back here behind you, yeah. and crying a little bit. But that's well, perfectly my, normal. My leg was covered in dirt too, so mm-hmm. I just was like, "Ah oh, man, that was embarrassing." Like, and then like, but you like when you get to our age, Steve, like you know when things don't feel our right. Age. Our age. Your age. When you get to your age, like, you know when things don't feel right anymore. Like, if I was, you know, five, ten years younger, I would have been, like, bouncing back like nothing happened. But now I'm like, hmm, that felt like that's really going to cause me some pain later. (laughs) And I felt bad because I told the couple I was going to, like, call the engagement photos on their way back to my hotel and instead, the whole time, I'm just, like, gripping the little, like, oh, shit bar in the back seat, just thinking, like, God, I hope my leg's okay. I hope my leg's okay. You stepped pretty ginger when you first got out of that car after you said goodbye to them? No, I I, I asked them, um, because I, I'm feeling the warm driplets of blood like, like coming uh, down my leg. Do you guys That's, have some carpet cleaner in this car with you? Yeah. Um, and so I asked them, I was like, can we just, uh, I like got on my phone and I looked up like a CVS nearby the hotel. And I was like, do you guys mind if you just we like swing me through a CVS real quick before we go to the hotel? And they're like, yeah, it's of like course. It's like Pulp Fiction in this back seat. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm still, and I'm still trying to downplay it. I'm like, you know, just, just want to go maybe get like some water or something. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. And so I get out of the car and I like go behind the car so they don't see my leg and um, I go into CVS. I get some like hydrogen peroxide and some band aids. And for some reason, my dumbass didn't think to get like Neosporin or something to actually. You like, didn't get like some ibuprofen. <laughs> some, I did. Do they I have did morphine get, in there. I did <laughs> get, get ibuprofen. <laughs> did get ibuprofen and um, and then some bottled water. And I I walk back out. And this time I'm like, now that I've like been in CVS and I've seen my leg and I've seen like okay. This is not now you're like situation. really milking it on the way out, like real full on yeah. limp. So that's like, what I oh. so I go in front of the car on the way back in to the vehicle. Like, oh, look at my leg, it's so hard. That's yep. that's what you did now? Yep. Yeah. But what'd they time, say? They didn't say anything because we live in a generation where everyone's on their phones. Like 
<laughs> staring down. Hashtag engagement session Saturday. Like, hey, um, Dustin, uh, you should have seen it. I was looking at my phone, so I didn't really see, but it looked like this really pathetic dude was limping past our car. <laughs> you would have loved it, man. Oh. Hey, when'd you get here? <laughs> but I, I mean, so I've just, I'm not somebody who's used to bodily injuries. Um, yeah. So I just was curious, like, how people would handle it. So, like, I limped into the hotel to check in. And um, they're like, just, they're more concerned about like, making sure I have a mask on than they were about the like, fact that I'm like literally bleeding from the kneecap. They're like, oh, look at all that COVID <laughs> he's dropping on the floor from yeah. his kneecap. We got we're a gonna COVID have to spiller. We're going to that. Hey, front desk, we have a COVID spiller. Can we please get someone to mop <sighs> up the COVID spillage? Are you yeah. feeling all right now, bud? Are you going to be okay? What'd your doctor say? Um, well, so I never really like went to an official like doctor because my couple in Philadelphia were both surgeons. So that was the other reason I didn't want the couple to like take me to an urgent care or something like that. Cause I'm like, if I can just get I didn't to want to get medical help because if I could just grit my teeth and hold, <laughs> hold this the yeah. handle above my seat on the plane ride, exactly. uh, I could probably make it all the way there. I'm like, if I can just Aww. keep the blood inside my body until I get to Philadelphia, that couple will know what I should do. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I got there and he like checked me out and he was like, no, it looks good. He's like, you probably could have used a couple stitches, but now it's too late because you're like already scabbing. And um, so, yeah. Wow, Dustin. Wow. He's like, I so love that you just were really like. Any body of water. Hey, if you're out there listening and you don't live in the U.S., this is just a condemnation of our healthcare system. Dustin wouldn't go to an urgent care when he had a gash in his leg that would have required stitches because, <laughs> well, he's going to see a doctor in a day or two, so. <laughs> yeah. He, he could get it for free. He doesn't have to pay for it because you will pay out the butthole for all that. Uh... Exactly. Oh. And oh, I didn't want to risk like going into any kind of medical place during this pandemic. So traveling while you're, uh, you know, doing the the whole engagement shoots and stuff. Um, what are you doing for food? Because I know I've traveled with you before, and it's usually like, oh, we'll just stop at this restaurant and we'll go into this place. Like, um, so were you doing mostly like hotel food, or how's that? So work? yeah, in Denver, I ate. I'm trying to think what we did. I grabbed food in the Indianapolis airport, ate it on the plane, got to Got Denver. that good Indiana food. The last bite right before you left to go to Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. I don't know that, what like, I'll get there. Way overpriced deli sandwich at the Indianapolis airport. Um, the couple, we did some photos at their like first date location. And mm-hmm. so we ordered, it was like, like a taco place. So we ordered like a bunch of tacos and they had like rented the restaurant. Well, not really rented, they didn't pay anything, but the restaurant like opened early for them to come in and had the whole restaurant to themselves. The so restaurant probably could have opened at the normal time during these times and they could have had the restaurant all to themselves, <laughs> exactly. let's be honest. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so it was kind of cool. We had the whole restaurant and like ate some, some tacos and then... Um, and then, yeah, I just stayed at the hotel that night because I didn't feel like going out. In Philadelphia, I ventured out and got, because it's like, I was downtown Philadelphia, so that's similar to being like downtown Chicago or downtown New York, where um, you can just walk to places. Mm-hmm. And by walk, I mean limp. Um, yeah. Because, I don't know, I like to try, 
like the different unique foods when I'm traveling um, that aren't spicy, unlike Steve. So that aren't spicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, Steve likes to try different unique foods, but they're spicy. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can eat whatever I want as long as it doesn't have a lot of dairy in it. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to be on an airplane with someone who just ate dairy and or spicy foods. Yeah. And I don't want to be on an airplane. You or is, why are you bringing all this up? <laughs> because uh, there's been a time where the barista at Starbucks definitely did not make my latte with coconut milk. And oh, no. I feel bad for all those people on that flight with me. Uh, so Dustin, anything else you would uh, say to the listeners out there if they're thinking about traveling during these times? Um, don't? I would just say... Uh, did you say don't? <laughs> yeah, stay home. Um, stay home and don't go to Denver. <laughs> Definitely I mean, don't hike up a mountain in the rain. Yeah, yeah, but we had no choice because I had to fly out the next day. But I don't know, just be safe. Use common sense. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things with the COVID virus um, is you, we start to live in fear of doing things and I'm still trying to figure out how we navigate through that without constantly being in this state of fear. Uh, it was a conversation we had tonight at dinner actually. Um, but you know, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, wear a mask, don't be dumb Try to limit touching your face. I mean, all these things that we've already been told. Oh, but my face, it's, it's so beautiful. I just I I want to touch it all the time. It's, it's like artwork, Steve. Your face is like the screaming man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I think as long as you like do those things, you're probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're a lawyer out there and you want to hold me to that, please don't. <laughs> But as yeah. long as you do these things, you'll probably be okay. But also, um, you won't be. So <laughs> please don't well, like, sue me. And like a lot of businesses are taking like extra precautions and extra steps to ensure you know their business is safer. So like the hotel I stayed at, they had mm-hmm. like um, a sticky th- like um like um what would you call it? Not a label, but a um, like a sticker that was like over the threshold of the door. They mm-hmm. said, like, this room has been sanitized oh, to, in- cool. like, to inform you that, like, since it's been cleaned, no one else has been in this room. Nice. And so that like, that gave me, like, a little peace of mind. And then the hotel was doing things. I'm really weird. I think this is the Midwesterner in me, or it could just be, like, my young, immature self at heart. But I always book a hotel with a pool. And so... <laughs> Same, like same co- dog, same <laughs> COVID be damned. Like I didn't even think about COVID when making that decision. I just, I look hotel has pool done. Check book. Here's my you, money. You go into check and it's like filter by hotels with pool. I know. Oh, absolutely. I do it too. <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, when you go any place with your children, having a pool in that hotel is key because you have to wear them out so that they'll actually mm-hmm. fall asleep. Especially like if you drove all day to get to the place and it's just like they have so much energy and they'll stay up all night long and all you want to do is sleep because you've been like stressed driving all day with your children. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You just got to throw them in the pool for a little bit, teach them how to swim. Is that what you wanted to do to me when we got to Nashville? It's just like throw me in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I booked a hotel with a pool for us. It's like, damn it. Why is he not getting in that pool? I just want to drink this beer he bought because I forgot my 
ID and, uh, and, uh, you know, disappear into the void of this bed. Anyways, um, the, uh, pools and like room service and like housekeeping, all of that was like not happening. So it was disappointed (laughs) that I couldn't go down and because what I would always do when I travel alone is I'll go down to the pool at the end of the night and buy a beer from the hotel bar or vending oh, so good. and just sit in the hot tub and drink a beer and put in my ear pods nice. and listen to some uh, podcast or music. And you got those good, good uh, Apple podcast earbuds with the noise canceling, right? Did, did oh, you yeah. Get those, those iPod Pro earbud pros? A- AirPod Pros. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. I. I. Those are clutch for flights. I don't know how I ever. Um. Because before I would use my Bose noise canceling like over ear ones, which are still great. Love those. But for traveling, like, man, AirPod Pros, so awesome. Mm-hmm. But those AirPod Pros, you can't plug them into like the uh, in-flight entertainment. You. You better have those. Uh, those iPad Netflix things downloaded ahead of time. Yep. Yep. I did. I. Uh, logged into the Indianapolis airport Wi-Fi because I got there crazy early and downloaded uh, first season of Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was, How was that? that? Oh, we'll terrifying. talk about that in the after show. Um, yeah. Dustin, do you want to talk about live streaming weddings? No, Have you been live I want to talk weddings? about your iPhone blog post, Steve, and how impressed. And I was talking to a photographer the other day Yuck. and... And they sent that to me and they said, hey, have you seen this guy or gal's um, blog about this iPhone stuff? And like, look how good these are. And I was like, "Uh, he's probably a hack. Like, (laughs) can't be a good person. And uh, I was like, really just like, just ripping into this Van Elk photo company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. um, Yeah. then I had to tell her, like, by the way, that's a friend of mine down in Indianapolis. He's kind of a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> please, please don't ever say that ever. <laughs> I said kind of. I didn't say he is a big deal. He's like, just uh, like he, the, his wife's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I think it's a given that Jennifer's a big deal. Yeah. But like you know, like I like to think I like to refer to people as like. Well, when you think of Steve, like think of like he's like the third assistant to a Kardashian. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I say like third assistant, like he's the one that like is on call in the event that they need someone. Mm-hmm. And then he's typically not even. So you just listened to the episode I did with Ulysses. That's why you're referencing the Kardashian thing. So you're saying like, I'd be one step below where Ulysses was working when he was shooting for her. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Yep. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Good to know where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you'll always be a big deal in my life. Oh, thanks, maybe not buddy. Van Elk company, Van Elk and co. So what did you, what did you want to talk about? I just wanted to uh, see like what the feedback's been since that blog went live. Ooh, um, what the feedback's been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I read through some of the comments on Petapixel and boy, oh boy, are they juicy. See the comments on Petapixel are relatively kind. Uh, the comments on the Facebook post Petapixel did about oh, the article. Oh, I didn't see those. Those are bad, man. Those you could oh. tell basically nobody read the article. So, so uh, 
for people who didn't like listen to the episode Jen and I put out where it's like me talking to her about the process and everything, we basically, we shot a wedding with an iPhone. I was there shooting with a 5D Mark IV. We had a second shooter, my friend Adam Ramsey, shooting with a 5D Mark IV too. So we had like two professional photographers with professional cameras, so to speak. And then Jen was shooting with an iPhone. So wait, 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 wait. was that like Adam Ramsey is professional? No, no. I was just saying that okay. because, uh, you know, the iPhone's a professional camera, dog. <laughs> Read the blog oh, post, that was you know? an air quote for oh, yeah. iPhone. Got it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I thought um, it was an air quote for Jennifer. Oh, no, never. Um, but yeah, so Jen shot most of the day with the iPhone. I shot a few things with it, but mostly it was her. And um, then at like the end of the day, she edited everything, posted it. And then uh, seven months later, we wrote a blog post. It took us a very <laughs> long time. They're the uh, most diligent copywriting that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah. It's gone into that blog post. <laughs> Um, it was it was a lot longer piece than what we typically write on our blog. So, well, I just mean that it took you seven years to proofread it. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, you know, just had to look every single word up in the dictionary one at a time. You had to, all the commas had to be right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the comments are mostly like, "Can you believe that these people shot this wedding and with an iPhone? Oh, I'd be pissed if I was that bride or groom." And it's like, that that was like the main comment I saw recurring was how upset people would be if the photographer showed up with just an iPhone. It's like, you didn't read the article. Like, <sighs> it, was, it was frustrating. And then, uh, so F-Stoppers also wrote about it then. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, F-Stoppers, it was uh, Mark Dunsmuir who wrote about it. Um, and he, he's the same guy who mentioned Jen and I's business when he was writing about how photographers are handling COVID-19. Um and, and you so responded with a gif of like a house burning down. <laughs> yeah, that was all. Uh, so he, he wrote like an article about the blog post and he actually contacted Jen and I to uh, do like some follow up because he had some questions and he wanted to head some stuff off so that we wouldn't get the um, kind of feedback that we were getting from the Petapixel. <laughs> so like Petapixel just republished our blog post. That's all they did. And then F Stoppers actually took time and like looked through everything and wrote like a real article. Isn't that all Petapixel does? Yeah, yeah, it is. One of my favorite comments I saw on the Petapixel thing was bought and paid for by Apple. And it's like, <laughs> Apple had nothing to do with this. Petapixel barely had anything to do with this. Did you did you reply did you reply to that and say like, um, if that's true, I'm still waiting on my check. <laughs> I need that check, baby. Give me that check. Where's that Apple cheddar? I, I dare you to send an email to like accounts payable at apple.com and just say like, hey, so the blog is up. Uh, just wondering where we should, um, you know, send the invoice for the promotional post. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is great. your influencer, Stephen Van Elk. <laughs> check it. Check it. Um, I did this. <laughs> I did this shoot. Check, you totally didn't ask for it. Check it. Yeah. Check it. <laughs> That's how we talk now, bro. Ch- 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 check it out. Dude, dude, influencers don't ask first. They influence and then get paid later, Steven. Don't yeah. you know how this works? Yeah. I mean, I influenced myself into a Petapixel article and an F-Stoppers article. And um, I mean, do, do you want to, have you, have you ever been like published on Petapixel or F-Stoppers or anything like that? Um, nothing's, nothing's jumping out at me. Nothing's so, coming to the surface. 
so like when jen and i had like the newborn piece like shooting newborn photos with the iphone um when that went up like we got a ton of traffic to our website from petapixel when this new piece went up about shooting a wedding with an iphone we did not get a lot of traffic from petapixel <laughs> but this new piece was trending on petapixel for like three days so interesting it, it did I was a lot better that, on petapixel it did a lot worse for sending traffic to our site but well, what are you gonna do I was hoping that the newborn thing would get you this influx of newborn photography business. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then you'd be like, just, hey, I'm Steven Van Elk. All I shoot is babies now. (laughs) With an iPhone. Baby whisperer. (laughs) There's a reason why Jen's the one in the video for that one. (laughs) Because she's the only one who does newborns in this uh, photography business. Jen's really good at it. She's got to. Yeah, that's yeah, the one thing I do not do. So it's been weird because like Petapixel sends a lot of traffic to your site. Like um, the newborn thing, we saw like almost two thousand hits to our site when it went up, and then the 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 iPhone like wedding one, we only saw like five hundred hits to our site from Petapixel. So kind of weird disparity there. Not sure what it was. Uh, the newborn thing didn't get a lot of people like responding with like. Uh, we hate you for shooting this with an iPhone. Whereas the wedding <laughs> did. The wedding got a lot of those sort of uh, comments. So I think uh, most people, mm. I think I think the wedding was just more clickbaity. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. how you, why you titled it Wedding Shot with an iPhone. Uh, my, my title wasn't clickbaity. My title was like a full day wedding with an iPhone 11 Pro. It's like, this is going to be a review. And uh, that's what they put on Petapixel. When it went up on F-Stoppers, though, it was, can you do professional work with an iPhone? (laughs) And your answer was? Yes. So what app was Jen using to edit those to match your... Lightroom dog. Like Lightroom Mobile? Yeah. Or Lightroom on the computer? Lightroom on the phone. She she edited all the photos and posted the gallery like within an hour of the wedding ending. She went through gotcha. and cold. I think she saw it was close to like a thousand photos throughout the day, and she cooled it down to just like eighty photos that we actually delivered. And then, um, yeah, she just edited those eighty. So did she use your normal preset editing that you do for like your five D files? We don't use Lightroom Mobile or whatever. We use a uh, Lightroom Classic. And right. I don't That's think I she wondered. was able to use it because... Because um, they cause, looked pretty similar. We, yeah, she she worked really hard to try to get them to be somewhat similar. The biggest problem is the iPhone does like the fake HDR stuff on everything. Um, right. So if you notice, like the iPhone photos just have like a lot more that's in like exposed for, whereas like the, the DSLR... like data. Yeah, the DSLR, I'm intentionally like saying like I want their faces to be exposed correctly. I don't care about the background um and so i can blow that out or do whatever and because the focus needs to be on them and the the iphone was just like nope everything <laughs> everything's gonna be in for this one you so, get it all yeah and then the iphone also just it, it looks a lot sharper than the dslrs and not in a good way so that's because uh, everything's sharp yeah yeah so i, I mean it was it's definitely weird and different and like you can kind of tell if you look through all the photos like they don't quite match up to like where our dslr is but they came out a lot better than I think either one of us was expecting them to come out with it all. Um, I think we were kind of expecting it to be like a huge frustration and we would just hate it, which we kind of got to that point by the end of the day, just cause 
especially during the reception, it's just harder to take photos when it's dark I guess, with an iPhone. So, so I guess my biggest qualm with this process mm-hmm. would be. So did Jennifer then have to go through somehow and delete all 1,000 of those pictures off of her iPhone? Because you yes. didn't address that on the podcast. And I'm just like that. So like that's the whole reason I don't take more photos that, than I do of like behind the scenes with my iPhone. So I'm like, man, I don't want to have to go through and delete these off my phone. Oh, okay. So uh, we use Google Photos to back up all of our photos. So Google yeah. Photos has this cool thing where it's just if the photos are in already uploaded to your Google Photos account, it'll just say, do you want to delete all your photos that are already in your Google Photos account on your iPhone? Press a button, boom, they're gone. Um, the other thing is you do know that in iOS and the Photos app, you can select more than one photo at a time. Wait, with the iOS photo? Fo- oh my gosh, Dustin. Show and tell time, guys. Show and tell. Here is my iPhone right here, Dustin. You mm-hmm. can see it. Listeners at home, you can't. Password sorry three, about two, that. five, six. Okay. Oh, shoot. I got to change that now. Three, two, five, seven. Got it. Cool. Um, yeah, perfect. If you look up in this corner, it says select. Hit the select in the upper left corner. And now you just tap all the ones you want. So she has to sit there and tap a thousand photos? Or, or you can put your finger down on one and slide. And when you slide, it's not working for me right now. Of course, of course, when I'm trying to show this to you live, it doesn't work. But you can put your finger down on one and then like slide down, and it'll just uh, select or deselect. I don't know if you can see that. You've and secretly so you can deleted slide. all of his photos. <laughs> photos of me with a crazy face wearing a mask. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, you just select a bunch, and you can delete them. So that's been teaching old people how to use an iPhone with Steve. <laughs> I love it. Should be the, should be the new segment of this show. Yeah, yeah, Doc. Um, we'll put out a tutorial on the YouTube <laughs> teaching people how to delete a freaking cheese. I cannot believe that was your big question: how to delete the photos. Yeah, I. I'm old school, man. I take photo and it's all, like lives on my phone forever. That's why I'm one of the people that has to upgrade to the next size every time an iPhone comes out because I've got the first photo that I've ever took on the first iPhone back in 2007 mm-hmm. all the way to now. So, wow. so that way when I die someday, I will just hand that iPhone over to my children that will be the document of my life from 2007 on. You're going to be dead. How are you going to hand it over? Oh, I will hand it over and then I will drink the elixir because by then we'll be under population control type tactics where they're only going to let us live to 75. Charlie Max, untitled Dustin McKibben project. I don't know the name of your third one. It's not here yet. Um, it's been great. I love you all very much. Daddy's leaving us now. I will have a I will have a slight Welsh accent by the time I turn seventy five. I would have loved to have stayed and met all of my grandbabies, but none of you have had any children yet. <sighs> so here is my life's work. It's my iPhone. <laughs> Watch out for a few of those time lapses. All right. <laughs> To the eternal Wait, sleep I go. Where are you shooting on your iPhone? 
Don't look at the one titled the In the Boudoir with Mommy and Daddy. <laughs> so, Steve, oh. speaking of time lapses, you are thinking about live streaming wedding ceremonies to shoot during COVID. I'm Tell not about thinking this. about it. I did it, bro. I did it. <gasps> You're a live streamer? Yeah, I had two weddings last week, and one of them asked me if I could live stream. It's actually, you know, it's a bitter point in my relationship to my loving wife, Jennifer. I booked a client to shoot photos at their wedding, and um, then they asked me if I could switch to video, and I was like, yeah, don't worry about it, dog. Got you covered. Um, so I was just going to shoot video at the wedding. Then they called me back, and they're like, actually... Because of COVID restrictions, we would like you to live stream and have Jen shoot the photos. So I went from like, you know, key player on the day, photos and or video, you know, whatever, all there all day to live streaming the ceremony. And that's all. That's why they call you live boy. Yeah, but it was, uh, so it was, it was kind of cool. I got to use uh, the Canon um, new EOS web utility to live stream with. Because before that happened, I was like, how am I going to buy something to live stream this whole thing with mm -hmm. when there's like no live streaming stuff out there? But um, then it came out for Max that you could live stream, you know, with that. And I just bought like a 10 foot cable. And it was honestly maybe the most stressful time I've ever had shooting anything. So the groom's a friend of mine from college and he texted me the day before the wedding and just goes, Steve, I'm super stressed out about the live stream. It's literally the most important thing to me and, you know, my fiance, because so, so many people can't come who were originally invited because of COVID. So just give me a thumbs up when I walk in to let me know if it's working or not. So that, that was no pressure at all, bud. No pressure at all. <laughs> Steve's not going to screw that up. Oh, uh, yeah. oh my gosh. So, oh man, I can't remember if I talked to James about this last week or not, but, um, there's like a cluster cuss of things that went wrong with the live stream. So uh, I, I tested it out ahead of time on like my crappy little Facebook page for Steven Van Elk that has 25 uh, followers. Go ahead and give that a follow if you're out there. I don't post anything to it. Um, <laughs> except for when I'm testing out live streaming stuff. But uh, so I tested it out, make sure everything would work. Everything seemed to work fine. The only problem is the Canon um, camera live streaming thing on Mac, I don't know about on Windows, doesn't allow you to use the microphone built into the camera. So I had originally planned I was just going to mic something up and run like the mic cable back to the camera, plug in that way. I figured, yeah, I'll be fine like that. So instead I was like, okay, I'll just plug into the soundboard, run that out via my Zoom to... Uh, to to my computer and I'll use the, like the soundboard's audio. So going into it, um, they don't have their audio guy at the venue, and I'm not supposed to mess around with the audio board, so I can't plug into the audio board. They're like, you can plug into the speaker. So I plug into the speaker, and I, I run that out. I've got like, a, you know, it's to my Zoom H4n, so I have like my two attenuators, my pads there, um, both at negative 40, plug in, it's too hot, even with two pads, like... <laughs> So I'm I'm now like just completely and totally screwed because I can't do that. And the the only thing I had brought was like a bunch of XLR cables, so I could run like a line from the speaker way out to where you know my Zoom's going to be right next to my computer. So now instead I have to put the Zoom pointed right at the speaker, but I don't have a USB cable long enough to go to where the computer is for where I'm live streaming from because the speakers are so far away from where the actual ceremony is taking place. 
So I brought like a my blue Yeti podcasting mic as like a backup and it's just like a lot of background noise and it was just like one of those cluster cuss events where it's like everything came together just to kind of screw me over but you could hear what they said and i checked my phone like 12 different times while the thing was going to make sure like you could actually like see what's happening hear what's happening everything worked there's another problem where i forgot to bring uh i i I put an extension cord out like to bring with me to like run to my computer forgot to actually bring yeah. it with me when I went to leave the house, like didn't put it in with everything else. So my laptop didn't have like a, it wasn't plugged into power. So I'm just like watching the battery <laughs> drain the whole time and thinking to myself, oh, please my don't God. die. Please don't die. Please don't die. It, uh, it was like a, was it like a 30, 45 minute ceremony? Uh, battery went down to about 40%. So I, I realized I didn't have wow. the extension cord. So I plugged my, computer in and let it charge like beforehand but I, it was already like a 95 percent charge when i got there so but yeah no i was just like fingers crossed i don't know what i'm gonna do if this thing runs out because there's no plugs close enough for me to run like a cord to my laptop and man it was just like uh it felt like everything was conspiring against me and it was uh it was not great so Moral of the story is you're looking to do more live streaming oh, events. Oh hell this year. yeah, baby! Let's let's get it done. That's where the money's gonna be in these COVID times. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so the oh, next wedding I, know I was what at, you're talking about the next wedding night I was at, I was second shooting for a friend of ours, um, and it was at a Catholic church, and they were live streaming. The church was, and uh, they mm-hmm. couldn't get cameras to live stream with. So they were live streaming with an iPhone from the balcony. So just like a super wide shot live stream. And that was it the whole time. And then while they're live streaming from an iPhone, that's just on a wide shot the whole time. I look, they have a full video like setup with like close-ups on like the, the pastor speaking close-ups on like the bride and groom. They're switching back and forth between the different things using OBS studio and they're running yeah. like this whole thing, like super advanced stuff. And it's like, all you have to do is stream that out. Like you you don't need the iPhone. You can just literally stream out what you're recording right there already for, I, I'm guessing they do like videos for the bride and groom, but no, to live stream instead, they were just, it was like, it was already in OBS studio. Like that's, that is a live streaming program. And it's just so frustrating to watch. Cause it's like, not only were they doing that, but they also had like a, so it was like the same way they do their ceremonies in church. So it was like every song that came up, they would have like the title of the song down at the bottom. Um, when people were reading passages from the Bible during the ceremony, during the uh, service, they had um, like the the actual Bible verse down at the bottom and everything. And it was just like, you guys have like the perfect setup to live stream something like this out to people. Why aren't you just hitting the button to go live? Like. It was, it was yeah. super frustrating to witness, man. Super, super frustrating. You didn't think to step in and just say, hey, like, real quick, let me just... Let me sign in your Facebook here. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, man. So, yeah. No, it was crazy. So with it was fun. your upcoming weddings, have you been asked to do it again? Um, Not yet, no. <laughs> gotcha. after, after that mistake where there's all that background noise, the audio wasn't as good as it could have been. <laughs> 
so it, we've it'll, all it'll been work asked. out because I, I was also doing like a ceremony video for them and i i have like the the um the officiants and the groom like mic'd up with lapel mics and stuff so like i'll have good so, audio so for once you get that else. multi-cammed you're gonna redo that live um <laughs> And then just be like, I'm did you see it live, it. guys? Did you see it live? <laughs> I'm multi-cammed. The audio was so crystal clean. So crisp. So fresh and so clean. I'm the uh, post-live person to go to. Yeah, we're going to do a preview event on Facebook. and <laughs> We're going to time it out and everybody can watch live together. It'll be great. Exactly. Um, no, no, man. But I, th- I think live streaming is... um. I don't know how photographers feel about it or videographers for that matter because my background's videography and I hate it, but I feel like that's a that's a clear way forward during these times, especially like like the the groom I was talking to and then like the bride and the groom at the wedding I was second shooting at, they they were all like live streaming's huge right now. It's like if if we weren't able to live stream, we wouldn't be doing the wedding right now. So um if you're if you're looking for a way to pick up some money, uh highly, highly, highly recommend or to live stream. Pay your mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, money, mortgage, it's the same thing, right? I'm yeah. I'm curious what other people how they're handling like charging for it. So we've only had one person ask for it, and it was back in May, and we kind of just simply said, "Well, like, what would you? What are you looking to spend on live streaming?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't want to spend anything. We're hoping this is just something you could do." And you're and like, like, "Oh, yeah, no, we typically just throw in free stuff for our clients that require a ton more work and put a lot of stress on us. Don't worry about it." Well, I just said, broski. "Well, if you're looking for sort of like a free option and you don't really care too much about it, obviously because you don't want to pay for it." Um, left that last bit out, but I said, "You should just have somebody that you know stand in the back with an iPhone uh, and just live stream it." which is what I initially told my friend. And he was like, ah, I'd feel better if it had like a professional camera. And he's like, I, I would feel better too if it could like switch between several cameras. And I was like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not bringing like a crew of people with me to do this. And he's like, Steven, for the right price, you will do whatever I want. And the price wasn't right. So... <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Um, so, how did you handle internet? Like, like were you hotspotting or Wi-Fi did you at the you got Wi-Fi venue? At the venue? Yeah, I, I told the groom when he first asked me, I was like, if they don't have Wi-Fi at the venue, like it's not even worth considering. It, it'd be best just to do it on an iPhone. Because if you yeah. use your iPhone as a hotspot, unless you have unlimited data, like it just it'll burn through your data so fast to connect to your computer. Just because there's so many things that connect to the internet on your computer that you don't realize about. Right. So, yeah, computers just aren't built to like use cellular data <laughs> the way that phones are. Like they just yeah. will let things run in the background if you're on like a web browser the entire time, and like they'll just keep sucking more and more data. So, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I told him if if there was nothing like that, we'd just go with an iPhone. And he was like, can you use my iPhone? Because I want like everybody who is a part of my family. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do it with your iPhone. <laughs> so that was like our backup plan. We, he, he we gave me like, the code to his iPhone. For and your I would just, iPhone? <laughs> he gave me the code to his iPhone. And it was just like, um, if... If he couldn't like get things figured out for like if I couldn't get the, like the cameras and stuff to work, I would just live stream the whole thing with his iPhone. 
Luckily, it didn't come to that. So instead, what we just did was we live streamed to our business page, and then um, I used his iPhone to share from the business page to his personal account because mm, that's where he had told his whole family to go, which is great because it brought in like 10 new followers for our business account and got like 2,000 views. Like, And only one person left an angry emoji, and that was the mother of the bride who was there. <laughs> I surmise she doesn't realize she left an angry emoji because she was so overwhelmingly kind and like thankful that we did the whole thing. Oh, I would have definitely brought it up. I would have been like, just so you, you, was there something during the live stream that you didn't like? Well, it might not have even been her. Maybe it's just somebody with the same name because the Facebook account did not have a, a picture for the avatar. It was just blank and there's no profile information. So maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it's like an estranged aunt with the same name or something. Who knows? Maybe it's her twin. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's the real mom. But but it was cool. Everything worked out and everybody was super happy and thankful. So, you know, uh, if you can add live streaming um, for a price, definitely for a price, for a good price too, uh, I would recommend doing it. Like, get on it. I mean, if you got a Canon, all you need is a USB cable. The only thing I would say is uh, the USB cable going to the computer. I was hoping the feed would be HD at least because, you know, the 5D Mark IV is capable of shooting 4K. Uh, the feed was like SD and like crappy SD, not even like a good SD. It was it was bad, like quality. Um, like it looked fine, like when I looked at it on my phone and when I looked at it on the computer while I was shooting. But like afterwards, I went to download the video just to like have it so I could like, you know, kind of go through and like see where things had fallen down, where mistakes happened and stuff like that. And when I looked at that video afterwards, I was just like, this is not as high of quality as what I saw going out at the time. So I don't know if that's a Facebook thing or if that's a Canon thing. I'm not certain, but. Or a Steve thing. Could be a Steve thing. St- could be a Steve thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like a, do you want to have super nice HD thing when I went live on Facebook? And I was like, no, I want to have crappy SD. <laughs> I just want SD for Steve dimension. Yep. Yep. That's, that's how we do. But it was crazy because I was like live streaming with a camera. I had another camera on a wide shot and then I had like a third camera that I was doing like close up shots with throughout the whole thing, you know? So I'm like trying to manage all three cameras while this whole thing's going on. So I'm like live streaming from the one camera and I was just like when she's walking down the aisle and like the other people are walking down the aisle, like I can't be messing around with my personal like, you know, close up camera. Like, so I just, all that stuff I just shot with the live streaming camera which is why I needed to download the thing from Facebook because I'm putting together like a ceremony video for them. And it, that's, that's why I was so upset that it wasn't HD, but, um, you know, it, it's fine. It looks, it, it's SD, but it like, it looks fine. So I'm not going to stress about it too much, but, uh, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing there. And also just anytime I have to manage alone, three cameras it's just a huge headache yeah three cameras come along one two three four four five mics um just just you know not great (sighs) i would have asked you to come along but you were in philly or colorado so i would have flown back just for you bud to shoot for free with me. That'd have been awesome. Thanks, bud. Um, So I did want to talk a little bit about shooting weddings during COVID because both of my weddings had different face mask requirements. Dustin, have you shot a wedding since the pandemic hit? I have. Did you have to wear a face mask? Two weddings. I actually shot three weddings now that I think Mm -hmm. about it. Um, So all three weddings, I ask uh, what the protocol was. Um, 
like what they were doing and they just said we are not doing masks um, okay because they just you got to remember guys indiana um sort of uh trump's land they don't believe in the virus here so we didn't uh wear masks and now that we've seen there were this was a month ago and so now that we're seeing what we're seeing i'm definitely wearing a mask to all weddings moving forward yeah so i had two engagement shoots last week in two weddings and i wore masks to all of those events um and I felt safer and my clients all seemed to like be cool with it. Like, and you know, thankful that I was wearing a mask because they felt like I was, you know, looking out for them. None of them were wearing, wearing masks, of course, because they're in the photos. Not looking out for you. Got it. Yep. <laughs> they're in the photos. It'd be kind of weird if all your photos, you had a mask on. That's not. Well, how are you going to handle the new Indianapolis must wear a mask in public? Yeah. So yeah. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit too, but, uh, so, so I wore masks and I was like hiking around in Eagle Creek going like up and down hills for like one of the engagement shoots. The other engagement shoot started like literally after it had been downpouring for an hour and it was like right on the river. So it was just like incredibly humid. And I actually left that one more sweaty than the one where I was like hiking for an hour and hiked like a mile and a half with my clients while shooting them. Um, (laughs) and uh masks are great because they keep everybody safe but um i just have like a black cloth mask that i'm wearing because i wanted something that looked professional you know and um when when you're just standing around shooting not bad at all as soon as you start like hiking and you're breathing hard you start to breathe that mask like into your nose every time you breathe in you know and it's rough man it it does Mm -hmm. not feel great and it feels even worse when you sweat on it and it gets a little bit wet because then it's like you're breathing wet cloth into your nose and so i would highly recommend yeah i would highly recommend bringing more than one mask when you go to shoot a wedding or something that's actually a really good idea you want you want to have something you can switch out to because if that mask gets like wet, like it's it's going to be harder and more difficult to breathe and to shoot. Um, and you know, I I never had it like problems like breathing. Like I never felt like I was suffocating or anything, but it just felt really uncomfortable and it didn't feel good. Um, and I didn't want <laughs> it on my face, but I wore it all day at like both the weddings and the engagement shoots when I was there. And the weirdest thing happened when I got home. Uh, I was going to bed at night and it felt like I had a mask on my face. And this is like two hours after I had taken the mask off and like had been without a mask. And I'm like laying there in bed, like feeling the mask on my face still. I don't know how people like bartenders and stuff are doing this who are like uh, out there wearing a mask, like all, you know, yeah, eight like, hours, like medical 10 hours professionals, medical yeah, professionals med- too. Yeah. <laughs> wear them all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> medical professionals wear masks is crazy. I know. Uh, you would yeah, think they'd no. be, you know, immune to it by now. Yeah. <laughs> to masks or <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, so it, I don't I don't know man, it's weird. But it's also like um so for us norms, we're not medical professionals. We're not wearing the same types of masks. We're wearing like these cloth ones and they they have a different feel cuz I've worn like the uh the like medical like surgical masks or whatever like from the doctor's office or I forget where we got them from but uh, I've worn those and like those 
don't feel like it still feels like you're wearing a mask but they don't feel like wearing a cloth mask like it's a different feel with a cloth mask it feels a little bit more claustrophobic to me but so that that was weird dude but yeah i would recommend bringing multiple masks with you if you're shooting right now it's uh it's it's a must in my book like you should 100 yeah, percent have molds multiples by by the fall you're gonna start like having like mask questions like oh did you change and you're like, no, I'm still wearing. Oh, change my mask. Yeah, yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've, I've been doing, shopping doing on something Amazon. new with your eyebrows. I've been shopping on Amazon, looking at like uh, the neck gator like masks because those are supposed to be like mm-hmm. cooler, but like it's more fabric. I don't understand how it's going to be cooler or easier to breathe or whatever, but I, I don't know. They look kind of cool. So I want to try them out. Um, and, uh, I've also just been looking for like, um, I like wearing like floral ties sometimes when I'm shooting weddings and it's like, maybe like You're a floral, a floral mask floral would be mask. pretty cool, you know? Uh, so, you know, just, just thinking a little bit more about, um, you know, less like all black and thinking like how, how, how can I add some style to this? You know, style. I saw boys one company, here takes a you take a picture of your face <laughs> and then they send you the mask of like your mouth with a smile like you smile or I yeah, mean, you I've don't seen have that. To it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> looking. it's frightening as heck it makes me think that you had some sort of like awful accident and now you're hiding it with a picture of your your own face yeah so um dustin you have anything you want to say about masks or weddings um no, no so, I mean, we have other a question the big where news, we'll get more into this, I think, the right? Big news that came out today about Indianapolis, and I know other places as well, that are going to be mandatory masking um, citywide. That would be great. I wish Hamilton County would mandatory mask citywide. Jen and I were like, uh, we went to like a brewery last week, and we also went to a winery, and the winery, like, not a single, it was outside, so you could social distance a lot easier, but nobody was wearing masks. Jen and I were like, we got to get the F out of here. Brewery was great. It was like uh, everybody was 12 feet apart, like not six feet apart at the tables, and the tables were all outside. Oof. Field brewing. In, did you see, uh, did you see that that place in Paris that actually put teddy bears, like life-size teddy bears, in the tables in between people? So though, even though you're in the restaurant social distancing, you didn't feel like it was half empty? Dude, there's a restaurant in New York that put life-size mannequins <laughs> really <laughs> yeah dude how crazy would that be you go to like sit down and it's like there's just a mannequin right there like <laughs> i like the frozen. teddy bears less creepy yeah teddy bears seem less creepy it'd be great because they had like know, hats some... on them and <laughs> everyone looks like paddington it's it's fantastic don't worry yeah. about it uh so doesn't... so about the indie thing though like because we do have one indie wedding that falls within that july to august time frame um it's actually your birthday and um, just curious what what brides are going to do. Like, technically, I feel like just skimming over the decree, like you would have to wear a mask during your own wedding. Like, cer- like do you have to wear one during your ceremony? So the Catholic Church wedding that I shot, second shot this weekend, um, 
to combat that sort of thing, even though they're, they weren't a mandatory mass thing yet. Um, they made everybody stand six feet apart. So the wedding party was six feet apart, like every single member. They didn't stand like right next to each other in a straight line. So the only people next to each other were the bride and groom, who technically are family by the end of the ceremony. So they can be, you know, wherever. Because uh, you're allowed to not socially distance from your family. Um or your podcast when, partner. When the, <laughs> no, you have to stay socially distant from me, Dustin. Stay far away. Um, but the the priest, when he did communion, they brought out like a plexiglass thing, and people would stand on one side of the plexiglass. He'd be on the other, and then there's like a hole for their hands, and they'd stick their hand hands under. He would drop like the wafer in, and they just did away with the wine. Um, and then like... So that was how they kept everybody distant during like the actual ceremony. After the ceremony was over, when it was like group photos and everything, Catholic Church didn't care, and it was up to those people what they were comfortable with. So um, they were taking their own pre- risks there. Mask. Well, that was Kokomo too. So yeah, not a mandatory mask anyway. But um, right, yeah. But now so, that it's mandatory, I'm very curious how how venues are going to handle it. How. I don't know about it. I think we'll just have to do a lot of comp shots and Photoshop people together. <laughs> oh, time to get time to take your uh, your comp Photoshop uh, courses on Flern or wherever. <laughs> get, get your yeah. get your education going. Let's do some Q and A, Dustin. Q and A, me, Stephen. Let's do some Q and A. But but Steve. Lillian Arguelles, Arguelles, mm. oh. really thrown off by the name. Don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Arguelles. Um, from our very own Facebook group, ask, can you please recommend me a camera for wedding videos? I include storytelling video on my wedding packages for free while I'm still learning, but I want to invest in a good camera. What do you guys use for that? My wife is the one who takes the video and I do the pictures. I have a wedding at the beach in 10 days and I want to do an amazing job. So she's doing free wedding videos. Yeah, what do you use, Dustin? Come on. I, I use a Sony, the Sony lineup. So we have all of the A7 stuff, the R's, the S's, the letterless. Um, and we have an A6500. It really doesn't get used for weddings anymore. But um, that's what we use. But honestly, if I were you and I was just trying to like do something for free and focus on storytelling, I would just use an iPhone. Bust it out, baby. Get it done. Um, you know, if you're already doing photos, if you have like a backup camera, um, one of the things we've done at weddings before is like, used one of our backup cameras as the video camera and if we are like doing something for free because if it's for free and it's not like something you're contractually obligated to give to them but like you're just like i want to test this thing out and do it to see if it'll work to see if i'm good at it then you just set it up and if your camera like has something go wrong you just run back and grab the camera you set up for the video and you shoot with that the rest of the time you know But yeah, uh, true. if you don't have a backup camera, um, it, it really depends what camera system you're in. Um, Canon, I would say you can't go wrong with the EOS R, the RP, the 5D Mark IV, the 62, the 72. Um, you're probably good with like an M50 as well. 
you know, or, you know, and if it's really for now free, you just name a machine gun. You could go with like a 70D or an 80D as well. Those are, those are all going to be fine for a free video you're I'm, doing I'm, for somebody. I'm sure Lillian doesn't shoot Canon though. I'm yeah. sure she's Sony, above you got your A6500. You know, Sony, don't even go above the A6500 if you're just doing it for free. You're like, you know, just uh, dip dip your toe in. See if you like that Sony stuff. If you're working with Nikon, that Z5, the Z6, those are probably good, you know. Um, you, you can't really go wrong with a video camera these days. They're they're kind of like the photo cameras. Like, everybody makes good stuff. So, you know, just, just get one in and roll and shoot some stuff and have fun. Uh, the key, um, Lillian is you want to shoot the whole thing at 60 frames a second. That's yeah. that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the kick. Even the ceremony. And the speeches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 60 frames per 100%. second. Oh, gosh, Dustin, you're killing me. If it's about um, storytelling and you're not actually doing any audio, 60 frames a second. If it's about storytelling, um, what? 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 There's a lot of stories you can tell without audio, but that was terrible advice. Well, terrible advice. Shoot at whatever frame rate well, you that's want why that I, suits the story you're trying to tell. Dustin's trying to tell you basically to shoot everything slow motion and just give them a slow motion video with audio playing over the top. Slow motion. I hate that. You. I slow hate that motion. idea. Personally, hate that. Um, Karina from a but random it's Facebook the group. Easiest way. To How do you handle clients that get too attached? I have a client who constantly contacts me. She always wants to meet up. She wants to talk about her wedding or her print order or something. I know she does not have a lot of friends, and I think she uses excuses that are photo related to get me to meet up with her. Really don't mind doing it here. And there. But sometimes it's a little much. She will also text me random things late at night, etc. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I feel like she's sort of trying to buy my friendship. And unfortunately, I hardly even have time to hang out with my own friends and family as it is. I feel guilty even writing this like I'm a bad person for not wanting to be friends with someone. But I spread myself very thin as it is and hate feeling obligated to meet up with her or text her back all the time. Dustin, what should she do? How do you handle a client that gets too attached? Karina, this is an easy one. This is how I handle this. You send an email to her next time she emails or texts and say, Hey, Karina, this is Steven. I'm Karina's new um, studio manager, and uh, I'll be handling all client communication from here on out. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, let me know. Um... And then you never hear from her again. <laughs> That's terrible advice from Dustin. Uh, Karina, I got the good advice. That advice you've been wanting, baby. Um, Karina, here's how it is. Buying friends sucks. Being bought as a friend? That's the best position to be in in the entire world. I don't see what the problem is. She's trying to buy your friendship? Let her buy in, baby. Let her buy in. You know what I'm talking about? You're not the one shelling out the cash for this coffee, for these these alcoholic beverages, Hopefully. for dinner. You know, that's not on you. She's, she's trying to buy your friendship. Those are your words, Karina. You know, milk, milk that cow for all it's worth. Someday she's going to wise up, and then you're not going to be getting free coffee and free drinks anymore. 
And, and you're going to be bummed. Yeah, but you why have would, to play that. Why would you cut that. that off before it cuts off on its own, you know? You got to play that right, though. You got to, you know, do the whole show up a few minutes late. You order something, make sure they order something. And then you say, oh, my gosh, is it already 10 o'clock? Um, this, this is such a productive meeting about your wedding. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I will talk to you next time. And then you, you run out of the meeting. I want to know what these late night texts are, though. Like, like she gets that late night text. is like, yo, Karina. You up? Yo, Karina. <laughs> veil or no veil? Oh, hey, Karina. That's less fun. Pink shoes, red shoes. <sighs> Dustin, I was going for the booty call sort of thing. I don't, man. Hey, Karina, I'm shopping for my wedding evening lingerie. Would you like to help me pick? <laughs> They're all banana hammocks, Karina. <laughs> Gross. Karina. I hate myself for saying that, Karina. Ellie Brown from our very own Facebook group says, let's talk serious for a minute. What measures can a wedding photographer take to keep themselves safe right now? I'm looking for practical advice. I know a mask is obvious, but it won't keep me safe if no one else is wearing one, should I limit getting ready shots, which are normally packed small rooms or stay back and use a long lens? Weddings are exactly what they describe as super spreader events. So how do I mitigate the risk? How do I mitigate the risk? Similar to what I was talking about earlier with traveling. Um, I mean, you wear the mask, you don't get up in anyone's face. You don't touch anyone. You don't, um, you know, See, our biggest problem is we like to pose with the like pose on the couple. Like, we'll go up to the groom and we'll be all goofy and we'll like do the pose or we'll do that to the bride and then, you know, make it kind of a fun little song and dance. And by be all goofy, Dustin means he like goes up and he like pretends to dry hump the groom like a dog. (laughs) Everybody just goes crazy for it. It's so funny. Oh, shit. We're supposed to be serious. Kind of my best move. Kind of my best move. It is. It feels great on my legs. I, what? <laughs> but yeah, just just be safe out there. Um, you know, like you said, switch to longer lenses for dance floor shots. Honestly, dance dance photos is what bothers me and concerns me the most. I feel like everything else is pretty well. I'm pretty distant or like kind of outside the bubble shooting in all day, but how our shooting style is then once the dancing happens, it's like I'm in the middle of it, like on the dance floor, getting the, getting those action photos. And I don't really feel comfortable doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. So what we did at our last wedding is a shot with like a 50 millimeter lens. And I just kind of like hovered around the perimeter of the dance floor shooting photos and and cringe stood like on the like the head table was on like a stage and she just kind of like shot down at the dance floor mm-hmm. so cringe like mission impossible to end like rappelling down from the ceiling um mm-hmm. yeah yep gopro on each hand and i'm triggering them with my phone Bum, bum, bum. 
Uh, to join Dustin in being serious about this, um, I did write a response to Ellie in the group. I just said, long lens, stay distant. Try not to get in cramped spaces, as Dustin kind of already went through already. Wash your hands regularly. Have hand sanitizer for when you can't wash your hands. Don't touch doorknobs and door handles if possible. Uh, you know, if you can get Genbot, like one of those little like key things that you can use to, like open door handles and stuff with, um, if you can. Otherwise, mm, you got those. lens cloths like with you. Take a lens cloth out and you just use that on a door handle if you don't want to touch it. Um, encourage other people to wear masks if they're going to be close together. Not shame, but, you know, just, you know, say like, hey, man, it'd be awesome if you wore a mask today. That'd make everybody feel so great. Um, not shame. Not shame. But encourage, <laughs> you know. Uh, move your brides and grooms to larger open spaces during getting ready photos. So I routinely move couples to window light. When we're, uh, you know, doing getting ready photos because I don't like dark church basements and stuff. So I move to a window light. So if I can, why not choose a window light in a wider, more open space so I can stand a little bit further back and other people can be further back. Um, so, you know, that those are just like some little things. You could also no handshaking or hugs with the clients or any of the guests. Avoid getting in the middle of the dance floor, as Dustin was saying already. If you have an N95 mask or other similar quality masks, like what, what are they? Like the K95 masks that are like almost similar, almost the exact same thing as N95, but they're not medical grade. They're like construction grade or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. Wear one of those if you got it. Um Limit shots in closed-in areas with lots of people as much as possible. Suggest your brides and grooms get ready alone or with a limited number of people. So a lot of times when our brides and grooms get ready, we'll say like to them anyway, hey, it's a really cramped room over there. Um, it'll be hard to take photos if we have a bunch of people in there. Maybe just bring in like the best man, the maid of honor, your mom, your dad, that sort of thing. So, you know, just do that, but don't do it because it's a cramped room. Just, just do it because you want less people around you and less people in the room. Um, the other things, uh, I would say let people know you can still capture their wedding, but that you are concerned about COVID-19 and just let them know in advance, you'll be keeping your distance as much as possible. And just talking with your clients a little bit in advance, um, can kind of help with just keeping them alert and making them feel more comfortable with you hanging back on the day. And also, you know, not trying to give you a hug, not trying to give you a high five, not trying to shake your hand, that kind of stuff. Cause they'll just be like, oh yeah, no, this person does, you know, is taking this seriously. They don't, you know, want to get sick and stuff. So, um, just, you know, pregame as much as you can. And Austin said to her, as I already said in the podcast, this episode, bring a second mask or a third mask, you know, because they get uncomfortable and it's nice to change them out. Especially you, you, what mm -hmm. I didn't mention earlier, when you sweat in a mask all day, it start a stink, you know, it, it start a stink, Dustin, you know, uh, you, you eat food at the wedding and then you put the mask back on and you, you maybe pop a mint in or eat some gum. The mask is, it start to stink, Dustin. It start to stink real bad, you know? So bring a second yeah. mask, you know, you don't, you, you also, don't want to stink. Also masks, mask will also trap in other people's stink. Mm -hmm. As I learned on the airplane, uh, <laughs> when the person in front of me, uh, passed gas and I like, breathed it in and then it like just lingered inside my mask and that was that was the first maybe bring like a little cologne and just spritz it up inside that mask every once in a while you know not not in a packed crowd go outside away from everybody else spritz that cologne up in the mask maybe some axe body spray or some old spice body spray Ooh, yeah <laughs> baby you know what i'm talking about get that good shoot stuff that there. straight into your face straight get it straight up mouth. your nose you know 
it sounds sounds like such a good idea. Mm. Mm. It'd be delightful. Um, <sighs> Dustin, you got anything else for Ellie? Uh, I do have one more question. We no, should probably I mean, do. I think. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? I was just gonna say, I think you know we're gonna be constantly evolving this wedding season, learning yep. together on like how to handle these crazy times we're trying to survive. I mean, a lot of people are saying like push the weddings if you can. Um, people in other countries where they have lower rates and they have push weddings because they have leadership in the political levels, and that's not a that's not an option mm-hmm. for a lot of people here in the U.S. So uh, a lot of people, it's like if I don't shoot this wedding, I could you know lose money i could possibly get sued um other stuff so i have to go shoot this wedding even though it puts me at risk because i have a mortgage to pay i have other things um so they're feeling a lot of stress and they feel like yeah they feel like they gotta be there and they gotta do it and um so we want to give you some practical tips so you can try to be as safe as possible while doing it because pushing it off isn't always an option phantom producer louis novak and a follow-up question to ellie brown's question asks is anyone handling group family photos different? Are you just not doing them? Uh, nope. Still doing them. Doing them the same. Um, because similar to like what Steve said earlier with that Catholic wedding he shot, um, a lot of what we do is at the discretion of what our couple is comfortable with. And so we have a pretty in-depth conversation with them before the wedding as to how they want to handle their wedding day or like navigate their wedding day with COVID related restrictions and what they would like to see. Do we want, do they want us to shoot their wedding as if like everything is fine and you know, Mm -hmm. or do they want us to put some procedures in place to keep guests apart? Do they want us to not do guest photos because we're pretty notorious at the reception like getting people together and making some group shots happen um notorious is the right word because that's a terrible thing to do and i'm glad that you're comfortable Mm -hmm. saying you're notorious for that and i didn't have to say Oh, i'm so notorious for it notorious is that a song? Is that a thing? Yeah, probably. Uh, so Louis Novak went on to say, so you organize a family group photo and then someone ends up getting COVID. Can anyone come after you for grouping people together? Now, I'm not a lawyer, Mr. Novak. But as long as you didn't force anybody to uh, to get together for the group photo, because group photos are always a voluntary thing it's never mandatory that somebody participates in a group photo so um everybody always has the option to say no and i've seen it happen at weddings before when somebody just decides they don't want to be a part of this photo so um it can happen so it's it's up to them so you know if if you feel like you need to cover yourself just say something at the beginning just be like hey um we're gonna do family photos now if anybody's uncomfortable just uh you know, that's, that's all right. You don't have to participate, but, um, the bride and groom would like, you know, these people to participate or whatever the bride and groom, you should really talk to your couple ahead of time about making sure they talk with their family members and that their family members are comfortable with doing the family photos and being together. Oh yeah. And if you don't, then, uh, you just got to do a bunch of comp shots and, you know, Photoshop a bunch of people in, you know, which I jokingly suggested to Louis that he get really good at Photoshop, which Louis great at Photoshop. That's like his day job. So um, Louis actually said he mm-hmm. just photographed a dance studio and they had to capture each girl individually and then Photoshop them together to make a group 
image and that he thinks that that's the way forward for school sport team pictures and other things like that. So, Dustin, yeah. I think that's going to do it for Steven. us this week here on the Wedding for the Way Hangover podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man. My man. Is that Dustin underscore McKibben, and I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, uh, what, what it good, man? You want to talk about The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, it's just... It's like one of those shows I was uh, talking to someone yesterday about it and because you know you and Jen don't watch it right like you're oh. anti Handmaid's Tale oh yeah man I was like screw that show you're like you, <laughs> you, you're like what female lead actress I can't watch that I was like I got my fill of her in Mad Men you know yeah it's true pretty much the same character in, for <laughs> Mad Men um so a boss ass bitch who gets things done yep yep pretty much pretty uh, much Handmaid's like on my list kids. of things to check out but i just haven't checked it out yet but uh it's based on a book right that's kind of how it was for me mm-hmm. um, and, and you're, you're liking it though possibly uh i'm loving it like how how i explain it to people is it's like watching a car accident unfold in front of you um where you don't want to look away because you want to make sure everybody survives and everyone's where I come okay from, we call that watching steve live stream a wedding but you know continue <laughs> exactly um it's like you want to make sure everybody survives everybody's okay like everybody made it out of one of steve's weddings okay um <laughs> and you want to see that like there's a happy ending to this car accident uh, because it's such a horrific thing. Like, nobody wants to be in a car accident. Um, and that's pretty much sums up Handmaid's Tale. Because the show is so horrible and so horrific. And it's a future-based show in a world where infertility is rampant. And religious zealots uh, take control of the United States and do some pretty awful things in order to write in their minds the path in which the u.s is taken um and that's why they shot it in canada (laughs) yeah they shot it outside toronto and yeah well a lot of a lot of it takes place in canada because a lot of the people Try to escape the to Canada. The author of the uh, the novel, Margaret Atwood, is a Canadian author, so maybe that's why too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. By, by Canadians for Canadians who hate America. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing that's kind of terrifying about it is it really brings some things to light that you didn't even know. Like, so there's a lot of gay rights issues in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
based on like when it was written, that was like a real hot topic. And I mean, it still is a hot topic in my opinion, but they kind of like reverse gay rights in the U S spoiler alert. Um, and so I don't know, just like really some of the episodes that kind of reflect some of that reversaling really just like crushed my soul. Cause it reminded you too much of what people are trying to do right now. Yeah. 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 Now, man, it seems like it's probably not something I can do until my depression trucks kick in and I feel better again. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like I it's not a show you watch and you're like feel good afterwards. Like I was watching it on the plane ride home from Philadelphia is when I started it and I landed in Fort Wayne and I'd watched like five episodes like during my traveling. And I got home and I was just like so out of it and so depressed that like, I don't know, I just like, it was, so I can't watch it during the day. I can only watch it at night after my kids and my wife have gone to bed because then I'm just not in a happy-go-lucky mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I know is really not doing a good job of selling the fact that you should watch this show. Yeah, I'm not because sold on it at all. I think should watch it. I don't want to watch this at all. <laughs> I think, well, you you wouldn't be a good candidate to watch it. I think anyone on the fence on, like, you know, current political issues, um, watching this and kind of seeing what world we could potentially live in if things continued down a certain track. I got a question for um, you, Dustin. Um, if you, you've been watching the show. If you were doing like wedding mm-hmm. photography, would you like maybe in in the Toronto area? Would you like take like your your uh, your couple to the place where they shot the Handmaid's Tale and like do like some photos there that are like Handmaid's Tale photos? Is that did somebody do that? Like, yeah, somebody did that a while ago, <laughs> and they got like <laughs> universally hated on on social media for doing it. Yeah, because it was like, like why it's... why would you ever do this? All right, but I think we need to call it a night because I'm tired and we have to record some Stephen Dustin's because we've missed three weeks in a row. <gasps> Good night, bud. Good night, bud. Dude, dude, influencers don't ask first. They influence and then get paid later, Stephen. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!